know, just to be aware of how powerful our nonverbal communication is. Mm. So if you're the one doing the huffing or the looking away or the twiddling the piece of paper, be, try to try to notice that about your own behavior. Mm-hmm. Because we do, especially in an intimate relationship like a marriage, we do pick up intensely on nonverbal. Right. And we interpret it usually badly. This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson joins us to talk about subterranean sabotage. What does that mean? How will it impact your marriage? Stay tuned to find out. I'm going to keep this short. First, thank you for listening. If you're a regular listener, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. This will help others discover us. Also, if you like the podcast, I highly recommend visiting our website, hitchedmag.com, which is updated daily with new content and where you will find thousands of articles available anytime. Lastly, I understand that not everything we talk about applies to everyone. However, I am confident that if you go to hitchmag.com and subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, that you will find at least one and probably more pieces of information each week that will help your marriage thrive. I hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the lovely, the brilliant Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, So Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many, many best-selling books. Her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Her most recent, recent book, however, is called uh, titled Happy Healthy Dead. Uh, you can get this and more information at her website, noelnelson.com. And today we are going to take all that knowledge, Noelle, and tackle the topic of how to mess up a really good relationship with subterranean sabotage. Um, this is a very different topic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and I, I take it that you're not referring to the big issues like infidelity, addictions, and the like? Correct. No, I'm not. Um, Today I'm talking about ways in which we almost subconsciously, I would say, mess up what is otherwise a solid, thriving, happy relationship. Okay. Uh, So now you have my curiosity up. What do you mean by subterranean sabotage? I mean responding often to nonverbal communication from your spouse or to things said just kind of off the cuff, negatively, and making them, therefore, a very big deal, Mm -hmm. for example. So you and your mate are having a discussion. I don't know, where to go on vacation, if you should buy a new car, whatever. It doesn't have to be serious stuff. And it's sort of in the middle of you trying to make a point. Your mate looks down or looks away or fiddles with a piece of paper or something, and you're like, ha, And you don't say anything. This is where the subterranean part happens. Mm -hmm. You don't say anything, but you think, dang, why why aren't you listening to me? What's up with you? And and you just sort of, okay, shrug, and you just keep going. Now, the reasons it is subterranean 
is because you're actually going to make something of it. Okay. So, and that is how it becomes a problem. Right. So like making something of it, um, like it seems pretty obvious. Just, just don't take things too seriously though. Right. Wouldn't that be ducky? Yes. And I wish we were so evolved. Right. Yes. And I wish I myself would do that too. Yes. But here's the thing. So what happens is you fall into the land of always never. So the second time or the third time that your mate, you know, fiddles with a piece of paper or looks away during a, when you're trying to make a point or whatever, now instead of just kind of shrugging and taking it internally and sort of huffing a little bit, you say, oh, you always do that. And your mate, all innocent, big-eyed, looks at you and says, what? What do I do? Why are you picking on me? I'm not picking on you. You weren't looking at me when I was trying to make, what do you mean I wasn't looking? And here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So what was, if you had, you know, stopped to ask your mate, uh, honey, is there something I said that bothered you? Or are, are is this maybe not a good time to talk or something like that, Steve? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be in this place at all. That's why it's subterranean sabotage. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so you, you have, uh, this kind of an argument, um, you realize now you're having an argument about the argument. Right. And so (laughs) really bad. I mean, so how do you avoid that? Well, I sort of, you know, started in on that part of it, which is that instead of taking it internally, meaning internalizing, right? Your disappointment or your very minor irritation, but whatever, at mm-hmm. the at the look away or the whatever it was, is just stop talking and say, um, I'm sorry, is there something bothering you about what I said? Or, or are you tired? In other words, open a, a conversation right then. Mm, okay. Right then about the little thing. Because... Okay. You can always call a timeout, if you will, not a, not a big deal timeout, but a, a sort of a timeout in the middle of a discussion to address something that is otherwise going to bug you mm-hmm. a lot. It's it's funny because um, <laughs> I feel like a lot of times when couples argue or get into disputes, uh, they feel like they have to continue, like they right. they, they they like there isn't that. Like, it's not allowed to stop it and say, you know, what? I actually have a question about what you just said. Like, they right. feel like they immediately have to respond to everything or defend everything. And they don't have, they, they lose that ability to listen and then have a conversation about what was in, you know, some of the jabs that might have been thrown. Yes. And part of that is because we have a tendency, and it's just, human survival instinct. We have a tendency to want so badly to get our point across. And this doesn't have to be in a heated argument, just in general. Mm -hmm. We like to get our point across. And so we stay on that track. And it's like, we don't want to move off that track in case A, we lose our point or B, the other one stops listening. We just don't want to get off the track. Mm -hmm. And as you pointed out. Therefore, we continue when there's actually something that should be addressed in the moment. Yeah. I, it, um, 
I know this is like one of one of the things that I do actually, and I do this whether I'm fighting or not fighting with people. Um, I try not to fight with people, but I I really like to make a point and and know that it's been heard, and so I will repeat things more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I don't get acknowledgement that they heard me or I get the response that I was expecting, I will say it again. Um, and I'm trying to get better about, <laughs> I'm trying to get better about like, no, 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 they probably heard you. They just don't think it's as brilliant as you think it is, Steve. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice self-correction, but it takes a lot of maturity. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. I'm not there yet. I'm working on it. Um, so, there is another way to handle it though. How's that? Which is to say, um, you know, this is this is kind of a really important important point to me, and I need to feel that you, you really heard me. Whether you agree with me or not doesn't matter. I just need to know that that I I got heard. Is that okay with you? Hmm. Check in. Right. And yeah, and that's kind of what we're talking about. So with with. Um, so when you're when you're having these like subterranean conversations that are going on, right. um, and your spouse uh, doesn't want to, you know, bounce back in the conversation, what do you do? Now, see, that's the really interesting one. Then we've actually probably uh, tapped into a deeper problem because. If the relationship is going along hunky-dory, generally speaking, spouses are respectful of each other and will be willing to listen to an objection, a complaint, or whatever, okay? Mm -hmm. And if there's no bouncing back, meaning if either the behavior continues or they're going, oh, you're just being silly or something like that, then one of two things is either, frankly, you go to counseling, Mm -hmm. right? Or you take a look at your – it's not this isn't an or, that my bad – and, and you take a yeah. look at your own behavior. Say, wait a minute. Am I doing something? It's kind of like what you're recognizing, Steve, that sometimes you're inclined to repetition, mm-hmm. which, by the way, isn't a bad thing, but it doesn't necessarily get you the result you want. Right. Do you see? So then you're you're taking responsibility. You're looking at what you're doing. Well, gee, I'm repeating, I'm repeating, and I don't seem to be getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? So maybe then... In, in, the, in what we're talking about here is take a look at how you are responding and see if maybe there's something you can change that would then affect a change in your spouse's way of uh, behaving with you. Mm-hmm. But counseling sometimes is going to be the answer because, again, you're, you may be tapping into something that's a little bit further down there than just, you know, you're not listening to me. Right, right. Uh, so this might sound like a cheat. Um, but can you just say that you, you want your spouse to respond to you or, or things of that nature, like to them to say like, of hey, course. You know, okay. Because but I feel like part- a lot of times we get like, we overcomplicate things and we have these like conscious, subconscious, subterranean conversations right. of, and, and it's right. like, well, just, just tell them how you feel. Absolutely. And again, it's a question of phrasing it because it's not saying, well, you never listen to me. You're the bad guy or bad gal. Mm -hmm. It's I'm uncomfortable when I feel, take it on you. I'm uncomfortable when I feel that I'm not being listened to. Would you help me please? Mm -hmm. 
And there's those I phrases again. You put it Always. on yourself, right? Always. I just like that. I like to point it out because I feel like you know my affinity for re- repetition. <laughs> right. Um, that I think it's really important because I, it, it's one thing to hear it in passing in a podcast that you listen to. You know, maybe not every week, or maybe you do listen to it every week, but we don't right. talk about it every week. And right. if it's not a habit. And it's not something that you do deliberately all the time, then I feel like it's worth pointing out and highlighting. Oh, it totally is. And I statements are just so powerful. Yes, they are. And the thing is, is that repetition in and of itself is actually a very good thing. It's just, is the repetition achieving what you need? Right, right. So, for example, one could say I statements from here till next year, but if it's still not getting across to your spouse, then you're not, even with that, you're not achieving what you need. Yes. Do you see? Yeah. 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 That's, that's but great. I statements are great because what is, the, first of all, when you do you at a person, right. they get defensive, number yeah. one. Yeah. They don't like it. They're feeling blamed or put down. And three, it's not true. You don't know what you over there is doing. All you know is how me, I, here feel about it. Uh-huh. That's, that's the real truth. Yeah. No, and that's such a great point. And as I like to also point out is when you make I statements, mm-hmm. um, th- they, to, to what you just said, like they can't uh, negate how you feel. No, the, the, correct. The only thing they can really do with any kind of um, validity is to acknowledge your feelings. They correct. might not like it. <laughs> That's fine. Right, right. But they can't That's dismiss it. That's not the it. issue. Exactly. Right. Um, so, Noel, um, th- this like subterranean sabotage stuff is, is very interesting. Did you have any other points that you wanted to make before we wrap this episode up? No, just to be aware of how powerful our nonverbal communication is. Mm. So if you're the one doing the huffing or the looking away or the twiddling the piece of paper, be, try to try to notice that about your own behavior. Mm-hmm. Because we do, especially in an intimate relationship like a marriage, we do pick up intensely on nonverbal. Right. And we interpret it usually badly. So one uh, one final question that I do have is uh, a lot of the listeners are probably very familiar with Dr. John Gottman's work and his seven yes. uh, or the 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 the, whole, the four horsemen, horsemen of, of the, the apocalypse, yeah. right? right. Um, one of them is stonewalling. Are we really just talking about stonewalling here, or is it stonewalling no. and some stuff? No. no. Okay. No, because this is not necessarily an attempt to stonewall. Okay. Um, it's just, yeah. it's closer to the silent treatment. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay. Not really. No. Uh, and Dr. Gottman, let's not forget is dealing with bigger issues really. Right. Yeah. We, you started this off by talking about an otherwise solid, thriving, happy relationship. Right. So, right. um, okay. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I'm glad but he is. And I still think he is such a master. Any of our listeners who have not familiarized themselves with his work, even if you have the happiest, most wonderful of marriage, just from an informational point of view, it's sterling. It's just sterling. And if you have any problems within your uh, your marriage, his work can be a powerful, powerful guide to, okay, you know, what's my toolbox? What can I use here? Yeah. You know what? That's a really great point too, because I think a lot of times, um, like if you were at a, 
in a house and you, something breaks and you're just like, damn, that thing is so difficult. Like, I don't know how you would even get to that thing to replace it. And somebody comes in like, so then you wind up hiring somebody and they come in and they whip out this like little tool that they have and it takes them 20 seconds. Right. Because you didn't know that tool existed. Right. And I feel like the same thing with relationships. There are so many tools that if you just knew it existed, it doesn't take a lot of effort to turn the, turn the wrench, but you didn't know you the wrench even existed. Correct. Um, and to the final point about, um, Gottman and Gary Chapman and Sue Johnson and all these like brilliant people yeah. and Noel Nelson, Thank um, you. uh, I will say that one of the things that I have started to do, uh, which has really helped me keep up with a lot of the literature is I've started listening to the audiobooks of these Uh people because I'm super busy and I spend most of my day reading and writing myself. And when the evening comes around, the last thing I want to do is read more because that's what I've done for the last (laughs) eight hours. Um, And so what I'll do is I will... um, get an audio book and you can get this from your library, by the way, a lot of people think you have to go through audible, not a sponsor, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. or one of those other paid services, but you public libraries will, uh, let you check yeah. out audio books yeah. for free. Um, yeah. yay government. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I will do that when I like cook or do the dishes or clean sure. the house or, or do drive laundry or drive. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I just want to say that if it's important to you and you just find like, yeah, this all sounds great. Like I, I, I do like you have good solid intentions, but you can't find the time, like consider it. Um, you might find mm-hmm. that that is the way that you're able to like consume this stuff. So I, mm-hmm. particularly if you're a podcast listener, you already know you, it's already part of your habit. Mm-hmm. So absolutely check it out. Yeah. Um, I recommend it. Well, with that, Noel, thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure and always super insightful. So thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. Uh, With that, I am going to wrap this show up, but I do want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. She is also the author of many, many best-selling books. Uh, As I mentioned, her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful. She has also written Dangerous Relationships, and her latest and greatest is Happy, Healthy, Dead, which is a fantastic read. Um, and uh, coming off of that book, Noel created a online group. You can find it on Facebook called Meet the Amazings, uh, which highlights the um, incredible, amazing accomplishments and active lifestyles of people who are 70, 80, 90, 100 plus years old doing like really cool, amazing things like running marathons and squatting a crap ton of weight and like all sorts of like really cool stuff so if you need a little pick me up um and you're drowning in negative information definitely follow me the amazings it's really cool and uh you can get this information at noelle's website noelnelson.com we have it on our website hitchedmag.com where you can also find uh, archives of all of our past podcasts, 500 plus. Uh, So tons of information there for you, thousands of articles, and a free weekly newsletter that goes out on Monday evening. So hopefully you check that out. And so with that, that is going to do it for us. Uh, Thank you again, and take care, everybody.